But I think one thing I also just thought of is what to remember is about the love yourself thing I think is beyond important because if you don't love yourself and you don't see yourself as worthy, then why, why should someone else see that, you know, and never look at someone else for acceptance, like just accept yourself. Welcome everyone to the ultimate shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to the ultimate shift today. I'm really, really excited about today because it's one of my good, good friends, Kirlin, which is also known as Kirlin Music, and also one of the queens of Nashville that everyone knows, and oh. probably one of the most popular people here. So right. uh, <laughs> that's what I used to tell you, and you don't believe me, but then no, everywhere you go, everyone knows you. So anyway, for our listeners, by the way, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast because we don't do sponsors. I don't bore you guys with like all kinds of sponsors and words and stuff, but if you would be so kind to subscribe and share it and let other people know if you are learning anything, then that would be cool. Kirlin is from Canada, Alberta, mm-hmm. and she's a singer. You're a singer, and she is also an entrepreneur because you guys are opening up this thing called Want a Spoon? Yeah. I love the way your little accent with that. Want a Spoon? <laughs> Well, okay, so tell uh, tell everyone, like, what brought you to Nashville, how okay. did they go from music to Want a Spoon, tell us about Want a Spoon, what we can expect from that. And okay. Well, okay, first off, love you, Ephraim, so much. You were one of my first friends here in Nashville. Really? I think so. Like, I mean, well, I would consider the longest, you know, I, that's what I consider is. Because um, well, also moving from all the way from Canada, it's hard to, like, meet people and, you know, and get out of your comfort zone. And I was away from my, you know, you just got to get out of shell. So you were, you're always so welcoming and so genuine and nice. So it's a pleasure. And I love that we're doing this. Okay, yeah. back to the question. By the way, you're going to notice I'm going to venture off a million times throughout this podcast. Okay, but anyways, brought me to Nashville. I went, I actually was in LA with my mom and my brother. This was years ago. And we randomly met this uh, fella, Irving Azoff. And this was in Beverly Hills. And long story short, my mom sent my music and not at the time I was just writing for fun and just, you know, doing my own music and the music and the lyrics, all of it was just kind of on my own. And then, um, my mom sent my music to him, not expecting to hear back because we researched who he was and he was a really big contact. And, um, and then his wife called, uh, the next day and she was like, we can refer her to Nashville, um, New York or LA. And at the time my mom chose Nashville. So that's kind of what brought me and opened up a lot of doors that, um, I still stay connected with now, um, coming to Nashville. Um, so this was like about 10 years ago on. Yeah. But I never, I feel like I worried so much. I think about plan B, like that was kind of something that I never 
so my plan A has been always my music, but like, I think I've got my dad who's a lawyer, my mom who's an artist. And I feel like I just, the two minds in my head just kind of compete all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a dreamer, but I'm also a realist. I'm, I'm very structured. I'm not a typical musician. Like I like, I like lists. I like to check them off twice. I'm very, and some people just don't realize that about me because I'm very late for dinners and things like that. <laughs> but, um, no. So I think that, um, yeah, at the time, but I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah. No, about you coming to Nashville. So, so yeah. your mom said, like, and then yes. Yeah, so then I came. came yes. Yeah, so then I came to Nashville, and that's when I got set up with writers and and just. I mean, I had so much growing to do back then, and I, you know, I went back. Uh, I went into university, graduated from public relations there, and graduated. Really? Yeah, in so back in Canada. In yeah, it was a yeah, it's a diploma there uh, because a degree they didn't have it as a degree there at the time, or else I would have just finished oh, yeah. it as the great okay. as the degree. Um, and then I also graduated from university, McEwen University, uh, in music as well, and with a, a major in comprehensive. So I feel like, long story short, I think that I just always worried about you know what if this music doesn't happen you know and I wanted to make money and so I've always I've just always worried about other things and I think that this is the first time I feel I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be and and just releasing this song Colorado and I think yeah yeah, it's all coming together so let's talk about that because you just released a song Colorado you just had your release Mm -hmm. party for that um it's obviously doing very well first off let's backtrack so when you were like a kid like Mm -hmm. I don't know 10 12 so yeah, I mean, I've, I, I grew up my, I'm very fortunate. My mom put me in a lot of lessons, some that I didn't want to take. <laughs> I remember those piano lessons and you know, everything that she did. And I'm to this day, I'm so grateful though for all those lessons. I mean, she had me in piano, guitar, singing, um, you name it, musical theater. Um, I studied acting in Santa Monica actually as well. So I've kind of done it all. And I grew up on a stage and I love performing and I love telling stories. That's been a thing since I was little is I loved, you know, singing. There's lots of videos of me singing the, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> if my mom ever shows that to people, I swear it would go viral. <laughs> Wait, it's yes, Annie. The, no, Annie. Yeah. Oh, my mom should. If she could find that tape, I'm gonna tell her. Please put that out. I literally, I just got TikTok. That's the way of the world now. I'm so behind with everything all the time. You would think. I literally went to public relations into that program just so I could market myself and like learn about, you know, social media, all of those things. And I feel like then at the end of the day, you're a product, right? So you got to market yourself. I find that challenging sometimes. Yeah, Anyways. But I'm getting used to the TikTok you know, thing. TikTok I do. And I'm finding, you know, so many people... You know, I'm really thankful that people are just like finding, I don't know where they come from. Maybe it's the algorithm, I guess is, I don't know. I just heard that you just get like followers. I've gotten some followers in a short amount of time and I'm like Instagram, I have to work hard to get those followers. And I feel like TikTok just was pretty quick to like, um, just, and random, like some of my videos, I was like, one of them was just like a little thing clip of me talking and it got like 14,000 views. And I was like, where did that come from? Like it was very random. So that's maybe the that's saying, the great thing. Maybe you were saying something really cool. Or I mean, it that. wasn't that cool. Oh, it was just about promoting, yeah, Colorado. But yeah, no, I grew up, yeah, dancing and performing, and I love it all. And um, yeah. So what what's the story behind Colorado? I mean, I mean oh. I've heard it, but like yeah. I'm saying for 
So, it's a beautiful song. Thank you. You have to go to like Spotify, Carolyn, Apple Music, whatever it is, uh, Colorado. And I'll say that like, like the first time I heard that song was that Whiskey Jam. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's a really good song. Oh, thank and, you. And I'm not even a live music person. Oh. Really? Yeah. Um, sounds dumb and not sure to say that, but like. No, I, but I get that. But, but it's, there's so many singers. Like, yes. And, and that was kind of the song for me. I was like, gosh, that, that song actually kind of stands out on its own. So, like, oh, what, thank you. what's the story that, that's behind all of that? So, I, um, I got out of a pretty bad relationship in October and uh, just was with someone that turned out to be someone that I thought that I, you know, I just didn't know who he was obviously. And, uh, and then I came back and I, I have lost right about, thankfully for that. Um, like a little Taylor Swift moment there <laughs> writing about him, all that. But yeah, so I came back, I write alone a lot actually. And I find I'm, I think my strongest suit is melodies and writing melodies. I hear them all the time. And then I just will write some, I swear the most random lyrics come to my head. And sometimes I'm like, what, what was I saying there? But then these turn, I turn, I like take them into people that I like writing with right now. I'm finding my best groove with my good friend, Kendon Oaks, who I think you've met Kendon, right? Um, and then Ren Anderson, he introduced me to, and that guy is just can write his face off. He's amazing. And so I took it into them and my friend, uh, Kendon's friend, Mark, they were in Lachland, the band together. Um, but anyways, I took this in and it, I had this little melody in my head about like running away to Colorado, but I was thinking of it as, you know, a relationship. And I wasn't writing about my relationship that I had. I just was in general, like running away. I've been to Colorado a lot and, you know, and running off and meeting in this place to like maybe fix this relationship or, you know, something like that. So it was kind of more of a heartbreak song. And then I brought it into them and then it just kind of flowed into like, all of a sudden we were just kind of like pulling out imagery. We've all been to Colorado and it turned into this kind of like I because I said to them I was like so is this about a couple that just met or maybe a couple that's been together for a long time and then we all just realized that it, it could be any couple really is like you can just pack your bags and run away and go to the mountains or wherever that place is to you but that place for all of us was we were thinking Colorado and just in the way that I sang it was just it just all came together like a more like a finding yourself song um no just kind of like it's kind of exciting, like going with someone, packing your bags and running away, like make a mile high vow. It doesn't mean that you're going to go get married, but in your head, you're kind of thinking, oh, maybe they're going to go get engaged or elope or whatever it is. You know, it is a very romantic song. So, and it leaves it open for interpretation, which I think is cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, you guys need to go listen to it. And oh, thank you. And follow Kira everywhere. Oh, thank you. So. Um, and we actually, Tommy, um, your friend Tommy, I forget his last name, Walford. Walford. So he did a music video uh, for me, and he actually just gave it to me today. And so I watched it, so I'll have to put that out. And you put it on the screen behind you. Um, <laughs> would, you would you like to see it right now, Ephraim? <laughs> would you like a movie? <laughs> Am I not good enough for the view? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, you're, you're fine for right now. Maybe we can wait till later. Okay. When, when we're not in the middle of a podcast. So yeah, geez, you want a sneak peek? Yeah, okay. I, I, no, I definitely... Actually, some of it is... It, the cool thing with Spotify... I don't know if they did this always. I could be really oblivious yeah, to this. Be, that be, little video. Yeah, that little video. Because he was in the video. And I think that's uh, that's really cool that the way they do that. So that is a little clip from the video on Spotify when you play the song. And... 
Oh, is it, it's the jawline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are both great. But oh. like, I'm like, that's all. Like, oh, easy to see. Oh yeah, he's yeah, so he's shout a cute out guy. To, uh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> I think this is to the show. So. Oh yeah, he actually wants to be on the show too. I think that you guys were talking I've about. I've been begging him, him for for uh, ever since you've introduced me to him. Yeah. And by the way, guys, her uh, Alec is like a. I don't know what what you would call like a. I I would consider him a mind eater, maybe. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like he his his, his mindset. Well, he's very genuine and I think that he, you know, he wants to help people. Like he's very selfless and, and, and like you, I mean, even doing this, Ephraim, like you're, you know, we all get to talk and I think that it's important and he's got, he wants to help out people. He's, he struggled with some mental things, you know, and I think that just what he wants to like help people that have been through that. And then now is the best time for that because with COVID and everything, I mean, I think that there's a lot of, you know, mental health issues going on right now, which is really sad. So I think it's just really important to be able to talk to somebody. Yeah, I agree. And I think everyone's story is important. Yes, exactly. We all have a different story. Yeah. What, what did, like, what did you learn from last, like speaking about COVID and like, like Mm -hmm. what what was, because I feel like people either went through COVID and they're like, let's say they were kind of in a rut and just kind of either got deeper or they were like, oh, how no. And they kind of, found a different version of themselves during COVID? I don't know. Does that make sense? Like what, what, I did hear that actually of people. Well, so what I found was interesting is, so a lot of people said that they, you know, got used to being home and they realized like they really are not good at that. Right. Whereas me, I'm a homebody. See, I think that you don't know that about me. People don't know that. So I think because yes, because I go out, people assume that like, I'm a, you know, I party or like, you know, or I love going out. I love going around people. And yes, I do love being around people, but where I gain my energy since I was young is I love being home. Like that is my center. Like that's where I get energy. And I love, I love being out. Yes. And I do get energy from that. But like at the end of the day, like I'm not out all hours. Like people won't see me. I Like I'm out and it's for a specific it's for a reason why I'm out. If not, I'm, I'm in. And I, I, I could stay in. You don't even know this about me. When I go back to Canada, I see my family and my brother's like, I'm always like, Oh, I love home. Like I wish I was here, you know? And my brother's like, it's not that you love Edmonton, which I do love Edmonton. It's beautiful where I'm from, but I love the, just the aspect of being home. Like my, you know, I, I stayed in for two week quarantine. Like it was nothing. Like, I just was like, I didn't even know Canada. You had to, yeah, in Edmonton. Yes. So I love, yes. And, uh, yes. So I went back home and then speaking and then of, on the topic of COVID, you know, if my parents are listening to this, they say, you don't have to talk about, you know, exes and things like, like past relationships. But I think that that's kind of like, it shapes you too, like in what you've been through. And that is something I've been through, like was, you know, I, I was, through COVID, I actually wasn't in Nashville. I was in back in Texas with the person I was dating and in a very small town. So I felt like I was kind of sheltered from the whole, like, you know, the, I think the big picture, you know, yeah, the city life. Like I didn't see that about staying in like where I was in Texas. It was very laid back and like, it wasn't as a big of a deal. It felt like, you know what I mean? So I miss that. And exactly how I grew up. Yeah. And I have to just bought some land there. Yeah. For, for that reason, too, because I was like, I would never be stuck in. I, I wasn't stuck here. I, 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 I heard that a lot of people yeah. bought land during yeah. that time. I was like, I, I cannot. 
Yeah. I didn't stay stuck here last year either, but like there's something about like when I went home, it's 45 minutes from yeah. what I call home or my parents live. It's the same way. It's like yeah. you almost didn't realize anything was different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I found like, and, and what I learned is, um, I think I, in a relationship, I think it's easy to, I put that person before me always. Right. And so then I kind of, I felt like I lost myself a little bit. I mean, you saw me, I was hunting, doing things that I never would do, which was cool looking in hindsight. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have regrets. What's the coolest thing that you killed? Oh my God. I didn't just go and shoot things. Cheesy <laughs> from, I mean, I watched it, but no, I, um, I probably shouldn't have been holding it. I shouldn't have been holding the gun to be honest, but my point is that I think I, I, I lost myself a little bit during that time, just like doing, living somebody else's life instead of living my own. And so right now I just, I feel so blessed and grateful to be where I'm at right now because, um, I just, I can easily lose myself in someone else's energy or someone else, you know, and, and I think that just like getting back to me and like who Kira is and what Kira wants. And sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. So I think that during, um, COVID, I think that, yeah, it made me realize that even more, you got to do what you love and do you, you know, put you first. Well, you can with it. I don't have kids or something. Right. So, so, so how do you, what do you think you learned about yourself? Like, was it, was it that self-awareness of like, okay, well, let's rephrase it. Like, do you think you would know now if you started losing yourself? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because I, I just, I also just think that, I'm a person that is very forgiving and very nice and I give a lot of chances to people. And so, you know, if someone says they're going to change, like, I'm like, okay, like they'll change, you know? And, um, but I think that just listening to your gut is something that's so important. And, and I think that all of us, it's hard to listen to that. Right. Cause I second guess myself all the time, even in writing, like writing songs, I love co-writes because if I'm by myself, I'm second guessing everything I'm saying, not because I'm not confident in what I'm saying, not because I'm, you know, any insecurities, which I have some insecurities because we all do, but like, just like being sure of like listening to yourself because at, at the end of the day, most often times your first answer, your first instinct, your first gut decision was the right one. So I think listening, that's what I learned probably the most would be just listening to yourself when something feels off. I mean, listen to that. So what would you say to someone who is right now mm-hmm. in, in, in a bad relationship, boy mm-hmm. or girl, mm-hmm. a, a verbally or physically abusive, whatever, mm-hmm. anything, but they're just in a bad place in the relationship mm-hmm. and they feel that they, they have to maybe get away or, or something has to change, but it just doesn't seem to change. What would you say to that person? Like, I mean, what's the first step? I think just asking yourself, how does that person make you feel? Like my parents tell me that all the time. Like, how does that person make you feel? Um, do they lift you up? And if you're, if you're feeling drained and, you know, and trust me, I'm no expert in relationships, <laughs> but like, I think that, you know, just listen to yourself, listen to your heart. I know that's, that sounds cheesy, but it's like, it's the truth because, you know, and, and ask yourself like, what are they doing for you? What are, you know, how are they making you feel at the end of the day? That's what I think is important. And just being strong enough to know when to walk away. And I'm bad. I'm bad with that. Cause I always, I'm bad for saying, what if, you know, well, what if this, what if that, you know? Yes. Like what if, you know, and at the end of the day, you just, you got to do what's best for you. Cause life is really short. So when you think about your life, do you feel like it, that's it? Like this is the ultimate shit, right? Mm-hmm. So like, 
Is there any point in your life that you feel like you've had that ultimate shift in like, whether it's believing in yourself more, believing in your mission, whether someone else believed in it or not, or like that your life drastically changed for the better or worse? Mm. I would say, I guess last, like since October, since that end of that relationship, I think that I found, um, like I, I was kind of told, you know, the term yeah, gaslighting, like when you're told that you're crazy or, you know, something like that. I started to like almost think that because they were telling me that. Right. And so then when I got, when I found out like the, when things came to light, when truth came to light, I realized like my first gut was right, you know? And so I think that, um, that was kind of a pivotal moment. Cause I felt like you are strong Kira and like, you do know what's best for yourself. So like, listen to yourself. Cause like, that's the hard part. I've always been like, well, what do you think of this person? Or mom, what do you think? Like, I always want other people's opinions. And it's like, well, what is Kira? <laughs> what do I want? What do I think is best? You know? And so I think that just getting that significant, like just moment of like, Whoa, you know, and then since I, they say one close, one door closes, another one opens. I mean, since that I came back to Nashville, I was, I, at that time, you know, in Texas, I was kind of giving up on my music because I was made to feel like, you know, we had to start a life together and I had to put my music kind of on the back burner to start a family, to do those things, you know, that you're supposed to do or whatever. And, um, but then after that, when I came back to Nashville now that I'm even thinking of this now, I just, I came back and I realized I went right back to where I was and things just like grew for me. Like I wrote Colorado, not trying to write it. I wrote another great song with Ren and Kinden as well. Um, a song that I love and like I believe in, and, and I've got a great music industry person helping me right now that believes in me, which feels amazing. And then my cereal bar came to life and like, I don't know, all these things just happened when I started just doing me and like putting me first again. Does you know? it ever scare you when you think about like, what if you would still be there? Like, what would your life look like in five years? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that I, yeah, I can't even like, I don't want to even like think of that now because I just, I don't know. I'm just so grateful to be where I'm at right now. And I've just so many, I'm blessed with a lot right now. So, so let's talk about the cereal bar. So what brought that idea on? So, so you're literally opening up like a cereal bar. Yeah. So like, just what it sounds like. Yeah. So so like years ago, I was sitting with some friends and we were talking about, you know, what would be cool. Like, I can't remember it. I, cause this was so long ago. This was years ago, like five or six years ago. I was talking about, would it be cool that if there was a place where cereal all day long or, you know, it, well, there will be, but that wasn't on my mind at the time. I was thinking like cereal and I didn't know cereal bars existed. And so then I just, after that whole, like we were hanging out, cause you know how I get to eat from like around people. I get so much energy. Like people are like, what did you take? I'm like, nothing. I'm just high on my freezies. I'm like, actually right now I'm high off this bang drink. <laughs> this is going to give me a load of energy. How many grams of, I'm almost starting to shake. How many grams of caffeine? Do you know how much? Caffeine? Ca- uh, what, how much? Equivalents of, of drinking three cups of coffee. Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, that's why. And I drink these during. I drink these during the day. Huh? I drink these during the. No, just one during the day. But maybe I should stop. Anywho, if I drink one of those, not to take call off the subject, if I drink one bang, 
I start, my, I start like kind of shaking. Oh yeah, I do feel like I'm a little shaking a little bit. <laughs> Not because I'm nervous, just because of this um, yeah, can. It, it like hypes you up so much. Yeah. Um, I know it's great. So anyway, so yeah, I went away from that conversation with my friends about talking about cereal, and um, I kept thinking about it. It was something that I just like. I don't know. I just was like, it'd be cool. Like, and then, so then I think it was like a couple years ago I was with, I'm trying to remember piece it all together, but my mom and I, we were, my mom visited me in Nashville at this time. It was a couple years ago. And, um, my mom, I kept talking about the cereal bar. My mom's like, my mom's a firm believer of, you know, do what I love right now, my music. And like, you know, let that take me somewhere. Let, like, let that open doors and things. But I was like, I don't know, but the cereal bar would be so cool about lunch. She's like, well, you also need money, which you don't have. <laughs> so, and I was like, well, I want it on 12 cells. She's like, yeah, again, you don't have that money to do that. But she's like, maybe, you know, write down like a name and like, you know, and she's like, I don't know, tell your dad about it. And my dad kind of, she's normally, if I bring up these ideas, my dad's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And this one, he was like, wait, I would go to there. He was like, I'd go there with my lawyers and things. And I was like, okay. So my dad's like, yeah, write a business plan, which I learned in university. Thank goodness. Okay. And so, yeah. So then I wrote, I came up with the name Wanna Spoon and, uh, and then I wrote this like business plan and then, yeah, time passed and, you know, I was in, like I said, that relationship and just a lot of things happened and I never, I kept talking about it. Like a lot of friends now are like, oh my gosh, that was for real. Like you're actually doing that because I talked about it so much. Yeah. And then, uh, recently when I came back from, uh, Canada in October, I think it was November, my friend, Matt, Matt Friedman, my good friend here, um, his friend, Steve Kovac, um, they were going to dinner one night and he was like, you want to come? And, and I, I've met Steve just once. He owns the distilleries, him and his wife, um, in, um, Midtown and in Broadway. And then they have a big one in Chandler. That's, um, a super cool location for that Chandler, Arizona. And, uh, anyway, so then I sit down and Steve doesn't even remember meeting me and we're at this dinner and he's talking about how he's opening up a new restaurant called the Emery, which is a charboil that should be open in August. It's going to be really cool. It's like, you know, where urban grub is on 12 South. Okay. So right beside there is, um, that old laundry mat, right? So that's Steve. So that's what he's opening. Yeah. So he's, he's telling me about this restaurant and I was like, Oh, cool. And then he says, I have this little house behind there and I don't know what to do with it. I've sat on it for a couple of, couple of years now. And then Matt's like, you should hear Kira's idea. And I was like, Oh, like really? Like thinking I wasn't expecting to talk about it. And then I did. And I told all my ideas and he was like, meet me at 8am. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I love this idea. And so now it's happening and we're just waiting on a permit though. So that's why we haven't done any construction or anything like that, but just the, you know, all the solid plans and everything's done. So just, yeah, fingers crossed that we get that permit. Permits are hard to get right now. <laughs> Oh, trust me. I know. I have to get permits for work all the time. They're, they're, Davidson County is the, just for, hopefully, someone in the metro center here. Yeah. Absolute nightmare to get. I know. I heard. Davidson County. But I'm, re- I'm really hoping because, you know, I know – and we're gonna, we're starting T-shirts right now, though. So we're going to get really cute T-shirts made, which I'm super excited about. And you start your branding a lot. Yes. We're definitely starting with that, yeah. Start your, you're going to start a TikTok listening. 
I know. Yes. And we're going to do that as well. And, um, yeah, Steve's wife, Elaine, she asked me, she was like, you know, how, how are you going to balance that? Like, you know, owning this and then, you know, and having your music. And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I thrive when I'm more busy with something, you know, something else. And it just, you know, the, what's that saying? Ask a busy person to get something done, you know, something like that. Yeah. I, I like, I like that. And I'm, I'm a very organized person too. So like, I know how to balance my time and what things like that. Yeah. Good question. Well, that's where hiring is going to be a really big thing for me and hiring people I trust and, um, that I can just call and say, you know, I, I really got to go or, you know, also the other thing about this cereal bar that I feel I'm grateful for right now is I feel like because I was talking at the beginning about plan B, like I really worry about that. And so I think with my music, it's so weird, but like, since I've let go of like worrying about like letting fear take over, I think that like, it's like open more doors now for my music. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm just doing it for me. Like I'm, I'm kind of stopped worrying about what if I don't make enough, enough money or what if this, what if that? And just kind of like, like I was saying, even with relationships, I mean, you just got to like go with it and go with what's, happening in the now yes and see i'm a total type a like worry person like you don't see that even because you're always like i'm just the person yeah no if i go out like i'm just happy to be around people i'm happy to see people and like you know but like no i'm a very deep thinker so so what's your well i i know that part of you to some extent yeah yes say things but like What's your biggest worry? My biggest worry would, hmm. honestly, like, I just think that I'm doing my music, obviously, for myself. That's, you know, what I'm doing. But, like, at the end of the day, my parents have put, it's a lot, it's an expensive business, in a sense, you know? And, like, my parents have put so much time and energy and money and investments into, like, into this. And I think my biggest worry which they would be sad to know this would be I just want to like pay them back somehow like I want even at my show the other night like I it was hard to even look at them because I was ready to tear up because just like everything they did like I want them to know that like this was worth it like and they would be proud if I walked away today like they'd be proud no matter what they're amazing but like I just want them to know that it was all worth it you know what I mean yeah I don't know I know I know I know but that's what I worry about. Maybe I don't know. Not making money and stuff. You gotta make a living. <laughs> well, I like nice things, Ephraim. <laughs> we did know that. Uh, I find really good deals. <laughs> maybe maybe one of will, will. I know. Provide that whole part and of that's that. why. That's why I'm like. I'm really, really praying that, you know, we get this permit and we get one that's been open and, you know, and can make, um, a profit off of that because like that would just, I feel like give me more validation for my music or, you know, I'm also, I would love a publishing deal to, I'm talking to some labels right now about that because with my music as a songwriter, um, and that could be something that would give me validation too, you know? I feel like one has been would thrive. Oh, thank you. I mean, who doesn't want cereal or ice cream or something like that? Like, in, in any part of the day. Yeah. Like, even if you stay up late at night, like, you're going to get a yeah. ton of trash. 
And it's all about like the environment and like where it's at and location, you know, and um, we're going to make it such a fun atmosphere that like you're going to want to hang out. And I want to make it really kid friendly. Like there's daycare down the street. Like I want to see little kids and moms bring their little kids and running around. We're going to have like some big Jenga game, like things like that. Just fun. And Steve's the perfect business partner for that because you see him. He's like, this guy doesn't stop smiling. He's just ready to live. (laughs) I, so you probably now that you have blasted this idea to the world, you probably need to like go really fast with it. No, I don't. Trademark one of spin. Really he cool. already is. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. You're, are you going to stick with the logo that you have? Yes. Which is really cool. I wish. Thank I wish we, we should be filming this site, and you could show them the logo, and you could play your your. Actually, go follow Wanna Spoon Cereal Bar on Instagram. Wait, you have a Wanna Spoon Cereal Bar? Yeah, I haven't promoted it much right now, but I've been so I've been, frick, it's a lot of work promoting my single right now. I'm literally looking it up right now as we are Wanna Spoon. Oh, there it is, the first one. Yeah, see all the colors, like that T-shirt they showed me. Yep. See that T-shirt that you showed me? That I like that T-shirt. That that lime kind of greenish oh, was, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool! Perfect. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. People, Boom. People Done. Also, go follow follow one spoon cereal bar. Yeah. And for all the people who come to Nashville to visit, now you know where to go to. Cool. And then you can put them in the show. open. Oh yeah, and I'll do some patio writer nights, and I want to support like, you know, all of us artists. Like, there's so many singers around here, right? And everyone, there's so many talent, talented people, and talented writers, and like, I mean, I think that we all need to just like help each other out and just like, you know, support each other. What do you think is the biggest thing that Nashville taught you? Well, I mean, living on my own. To be honest, I'm. My parents are my best friends, so, like, you hear me talk about them all the time. Like, my family and my brother, like, I'm just very close with them. And so, I think that if I was back in Edmonton, like, I think I almost rely on them, right? Because they're there, and it's, you know, and here I've had to, like, grow up and, like, you know, and and live on my own. And, you know, now I'm taking care of my own rent and, like, things like that. And so, I think that that's kind of taught me to just be more independent because I can be definitely, even my close friends who are probably going to listen to this and be like, yeah, I can be quite dependent on someone like my parents or, you know, or just, it's hard to let go, like we were talking about. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's like, you know, I want to go to Nashville and I want to sing, but there's so many thousands of singers there. Like, how am I ever going to break in? Like, what would your words of advice be to someone that's wanting to somewhat make the same journey you did when it comes to music? Well, I think that, yeah, you got to follow, like I said earlier, like you got to follow your heart. I know that sounds cheesy, but if you got to do what you love and that's, I think, you know, time is a time is short in a sense, you know? And, um, I think that everyone has a different story. I think everyone's different. I know that, you know, there's a lot of artists out there that, you know, maybe sound like the next Carrie Underwood or sound like the next Kelsey Ballerini, whatever. But like, I mean, just you know, finding that thing that separates you from that, I think is important because there's already that person. There's already, you know, there's already a Carrie Underwood. There's already those people. So what separates you and, and hone in on that and, you know, and show that to the world? What do you think separates you? Uh, I think I, Definitely do have a different sound, I would say, than um, because I struggled a lot with okay, so I wanted to be more pop. Like when I the first 
song, like the first, uh, artist that I listened to, you know, when I was really young that I wanted to like be like, and, and I learned to play on the piano and sing was like Sarah McLaughlin and Adele, like all like not country. And so then coming to Nashville, you know, people were just kind of fit me in that box. Cause like I sound kind of, I can sound kind of country on songs and then like my blonde hair and like, I just fit that country package. So I tried, I feel like I almost tried to like go against that because of that. And like, you know, and I was like, Oh, I have, you know, I got to be this or and just trying to fit in too much of a box. And now what I've done is just like, just doing me. I'm not worrying about what I'm, if it's going to be country or if it's going to be pop, if it's going to be this, if it's that like, and it's just in this song, Colorado already is finding its place in playlists on some like country stuff, because I think that I didn't worry about that. And like, I'm just kind of doing what feels right in in the song for the song. And actually, and now I am actually finding myself to be a little bit more country and, and definitely going down that country road, but it's not, it doesn't feel forced or anything. It's just feeling very natural and organic right does it like when you go back to Edmonton does it give you or are you from the city or the country the city home city country oh uh, it's definitely a city but like I love going back home because I reset like it's family time but then also I have uh, actually when my brother moved out when we were young I I um, knocked down the wall. I didn't do it, but I got someone knocked on the wall and I made it one long bedroom. So I got one long bedroom. So half of my room is, you know, my bed and like that part. And then the other half is like piano and like all my little setup. And I love writing there because I love the mic. I mean, my dad will kind of bang on the door sometimes when he's trying to do work downstairs. But no, I'm just kidding. He likes it, but it can get loud. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can jam out, but I love writing there. I don't know what it is. I, I find, I just, I find like my groove there, you know, and, and going to the mountains and everything there. And we're two hours from the mountains. So it's kind of cool. Hours from the two hours and a half. No, no, I don't. I, I'm from the Rock Mountains, but yeah. Yeah. But like Calgary is the city that you're going to see more mountains, Vancouver, things like that. But that's how the Oilers. No, no, the, the, the show. Oh, the mall? Oh, the, the, the show. show. The, uh, the show? What is that show called? You know Edmonton. the guy, the older guy. Oh, Heartland. Heartland yeah. Okay, so Sean Johnston, that's my mom's best friend. One of her best friends, Susan, that's her husband. So I grew up with him. All the, like, they were over all the time. Their sons, uh, Shay, went to school with um, my brother. And then I grew up with Kale. And Kale is just... Okay, I could tear up because Kale, um, give a shout out to him. This is um, Sean's son. And he is just the most lovely guy ever. And he's been like my number one fan. Like, because, and growing up, and I am so like, I I haven't even talked about him for a while because I think they moved out to Kelowna now or something. But Kale, like at Christmas, he used to come and like bring me gifts. He used to walk from his house, come all the way to my house. Like when it's, it's snowing and very cold in Canada and he'll come and bring me a gift. Like he's the sweetest guy ever. Like we grew up together. Yeah. So there's such a nice family. And Sean, you would never know that he was an actor. Like he's had the same truck since I don't even know years. Like there, he's just a very humble guy. Isn't Dr. Jordan Peterson from there as well? Who? Jordan, how do you not know who Jordan Peterson is? Ooh, is this it's like the most controversial person of, of Canada. Oh yeah, that person. <laughs> <laughs> 
know, is there a video? No, there's no, no video. Okay. <laughs> no one can see me dancing right now. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Or my facial expressions? Yeah, no one can see. I can. But, yeah. Okay, you have to... Well, never mind. I think he's from there. I'm not sure. Okay, I, I, I love his... I mean, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of his books. Cool. His he's like a... My dad like, would know. Like oh, yeah, my dad would know. My dad is like an avid rever- reader. Okay, cool. I'm sure he would know. Yeah, he would know. But, yeah, he's like world famous now because of his... He's very outspoken about mm. Things, or Canada's laws, he doesn't like Canada's laws. Okay, yeah, my dad definitely knows about this. If yeah. you see my dad tonight uncut, talk to him about this. He'll talk to you okay. all night. Okay. If you want to be cornered. I, I, I will talk about that all day long. Okay. Not that I have any experience in Canada. I've actually never been to Canada, but um, I have lots of friends there, and some of them are very frustrated with oh, yeah. their ear systems there. How mm-hmm. can you travel back and forth right now? That is the frustrating part. So apparently, they just keep changing it. Nothing is consistent. That's what I find difficult. Um, you know, I think this whole COVID kind of just hard to navigate, really. And uh, but when I went back, I had to take a COVID test. Yeah, I had to spend like you know it was like two fifty of my own money to get a COVID test here, a rapid one. Then you know once I landed, get another COVID test, which I don't know how I'd get COVID in this day. I mean, maybe maybe that happens. I don't know, but like. Um, then I had to get another COVID test six days later and still quarantine. So I had to quarantine for 14 days. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a bit excessive, but I don't know. Like, and the thing is, is I knock on wood. Like I haven't lost somebody close to me from COVID. And like, then I talked to some people or a lot of people that have, you know, lost loved ones. And then, you know, and then I feel bad for, I don't want to ever undermine it, but I, it is frustrating because I do want to just like, you know, it's my parents are here right now. My dad's so happy to be here, but it's been like a couple of years just because of COVID, right? Like he, they got actually, they think they got COVID last, not last March, March before. So before it kind of really came to light. So, um, but yeah, I think that it's just, I, and now they're saying you need two, two COVID or two, uh, vaccines and then you don't have to quarantine, but I'm unsure about the vaccine right now. So there's well, yeah, a lot of uncertainty. That's my frustration. It's like, obviously COVID's a thing. I had COVID last summer Yeah. and it was like a head cold for me. Yeah. I just know I lost my smell for two weeks. Yes. But it's like, I think the problem is like, no one, like the, the government, 100% made it political. Yes. And also took advantage of it to yes. take people's rights over freedoms. I have an issue with that. And yeah. then, then, like, then, like, the vac- vaccine is like, oh, you gotta take a vaccine and then you'll be good. Well, now we're finding out, no, you're not. So now, now you have to wear a mask after, yeah. this, like, after this week and now maybe you have to get another vaccine. It's yeah. Like, where does it stop? Like, at I know. some point, I personally think I might get some hate for this, but I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, we're all gonna die. <laughs> Maybe not today. Boom, said it. <laughs> but but we're gonna die. And yeah, I think we just have to live our lives. Well, and my grandma even said that because she was like, "If I'm gonna get COVID, that's the way I, God, you know, intended yeah, it to here. be." I'm like, you know, and, and no disrespect to anyone else, or if they don't want to die, I get it. But like, I don't want to die either. But if I get COVID and die, then okay, I got COVID, or it's the same yeah. thing I get killed in a car wreck, or or get the flu and die, or a million. Well, and I also do think that some people have to be. 
you know, not telling someone what to do, but like, I mean, if they are very scared, like maybe, you know, wear your mask and like do those things that's best for you. I mean, got to put yourself first. So like do what's best for you. But like I've noticed in Canada, actually when I went there, they took off the mask mandate uh, July 1st. So that was great. Um, I think that was when I just finished my um, quarantine, like, or a couple days later I finished it. So that was awesome. Right. But then I noticed when I went out, like a lot of people were still wearing the mask and they were like looking at me like, Oh, like you're wearing, you're not wearing it, but I'm like, I'm confused. Like you said, no masks. So I'm going without a mask. And that I found that was a little, that's, what's been hard too through like COVID is like the whole, like people like just judgy, like of everything. I think that you just got to stick to your lane, stick in your lane, stick to your lane and just do what's best for you and your family. And like, I get it. If you have a close family member that's a high risk, you know, I get that, but like be, you know, maybe, maybe don't go to big amounts of people and things like that you know if, if that's something that's best for you you know yeah I think ultimately at the end of the day and I was just talking to someone on social media about this kind of back and forth about like the pros and the cons of whether it's vaccines or, or lockdowns or, there's no con or there's no pro to lockdown period in the story I don't care what anyone says yeah there, there's more suicides and depression yes. and things that came out of that than ever before we're going to see the effects of that for decades yes and so uh, absolutely 100,000% against lockdowns. But uh, I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing that frustrates me about COVID is how it has exactly what you said, the, the media and other sources have used it to drive people against each other. Yeah. And to say, like, even the people who don't want to get vaccinated, okay, cool, fine. Yeah. Everyone has a right. You should, yes. We're not a communist country that we can force things. We're not North Korea or yes. Cuba or something that we can force every citizen to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that America is built on on rights, and like just because you or someone else does or does not take the vaccine, doesn't yeah. give me the right to now attack you, yeah, or, or judge you, for yeah. It. And I think that's the biggest thing that happened last year. We've become this. So many people become so judgmental and harsh and critical instead of just loving each other as humans yes. first and realizing that look, we're all in this together. We're all yeah. getting this thing out. And we're all, you know, we're figuring it out and we're trying to do the best we can on top of our lives and relationships. And yes, yes, and, yeah. And, you know, let's take the, the whole political thing out of it and just move on with life. Well, and I think some, what I've noticed, like some like hatred things or like frustration things, you know, all those characteristics, I think just because we're all like, we don't know. And I think uncertainty brings that frustration or brings that hatred, but we got to, yeah, we got to remember to, you know, love each other and just like, you know, and again, like I said, just do what's best for you and worry about that first. Yeah. I would remind everyone every single day if I had a, if I had a chance, I guess maybe I would, if I just yelled it on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I get so mad. I mean, I get so effing mad at the media. It's Mm -hmm. like every time you listen to something, uh, whether it's it's paper, television, both sides of the, of the parties, whatever you want to go with a party. I'm not a party follower. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever. Yeah. Um, like it's it. They all they do is talk about how people aren't, you know, pointing people against you. But if you travel the country, yeah. Or if you go to your show, yeah. Or if you go to Canada or yeah. anywhere really, all people, everyone's just happy like being people and yeah. people love each other. Yeah. Humanly, and it's not how. They're trying to make it sound. Yeah. So that's that's my frustration. So I think everyone. I feel has, that everyone has a story that deserves to be told. Yes. Everyone should be loved. I don't yeah. care if they're your enemies. I don't care if 
the, a hated politician, yeah. whether you're Donald Trump or whether you're Joe Biden, they both have a story. They're both worthy of being humans. Yeah. You shouldn't cancel anyone. Yeah. And just be a decent human being. Yes, it's true. You would think that it's easier said than done, though, apparently, in the world. <laughs> it should not be I know. It shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I personally don't care what people do, what they believe, who they follow, mm-hmm. if they're vaccinated or not. I, I'm going to treat you just the same. Exactly, yeah. As, and I'm going to treat you with the respect that you deserve. Unless yeah. you're an absolute dick to me. If yeah. you kill me, then I'm probably going to kill you first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh God! Threats are my dad. My dad can't even be your attorney. He's in, you know, he's a Canadian attorney. So watch what you say. <laughs> I, I, I've never literally took granted on my shell like this before. I don't. I love it. It's true though. But, but, but that's the point. And I just get so frustrated, you know. But you know what I like. You know, I do like that you're saying what's on your mind and like what matters to you because a thing that I'm guilty of is, you know, oh, well, what would someone think if I said that? Or what would my mom think if I said that? Or, you know, and just like, yeah, you're valid to your opinion and like it should be heard because I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. Yeah, I think everyone's opinion should be heard. And yes. Opinions are just opinions. It doesn't yes. facts. Exactly. We've learned this last year that we can't even trust science. I'm yes. Sure. That's why I was a little nervous. I'm a little nervous to get the vaccine. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know. My parents want me to get it though. So I don't know. I'm still wanting to do some of my own research. There you go. Yeah. Because we should be able to do that. Yes, exactly. uh, People get so mad when you want to do your own research. Exactly. Why would you not want to do your own research? Yeah. On anything. Yeah. Don't just go uh, because somebody said it's a good idea. But I will say this. If it comes down to I have to get it in order to to visit Canada, then you know what? I'm going to get it because I'm not going to not see my family. So that, But that's going to be really sad if it does come down to that. I'm, I, I mean, the same way. It's all that my mom would like kill me if I got it probably. But oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I always tell people I don't know if I will or not. I guess it's just time. But yeah. If, if it restricts me from travel or something. Yes, or then that's, I, yeah, that's a thing. Or if I feel like I'm hurting someone, I'm, yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, like you said earlier, if, if someone's afraid, then I think you should really take the time to consider it. Like, yeah. you can't make everyone conform to your box. So no. Think about, well, what can I do to protect myself? And my exactly, family? yeah. Um, during the, the, whatever, deepest part of COVID, I spent a lot of time at home with my family. Yeah. Like, we all just, like, everyone got it. Yeah. Everyone in my family got it. Yeah. And we're all fine, but we're yeah. all, you know, healthy people, I guess, yeah. too. So it didn't affect us like yes. people, but, but we just hung out. Had yeah. Time. And we didn't, like, get in other people's way. We yeah. We were mm-hmm. way on anyone else. But anyway. We're, yeah. We're just ranting now. <laughs> well, well, we're almost up to time. So, look, this has been really fun. I, I, I should ask you some more questions, too. Like, Ask me. So, I, I do have a few more questions. I have okay. to ask you the ultimate ship question. But if if you were given the world stage, uh, like tonight, mm-hmm. and, and everyone's watching, and you had like five minutes, you don't have to take five minutes on this, but you had like to, to say like, this is how people will remember Kiribati. What do you think the world needs to hear? The world, okay. The world. Because if I was in front of the world, I'd be like, thank you, mom and dad, for helping me get here. Thank you, this person. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's what I'd probably be saying. And I'd be crying. I'd be crying. Oh, okay, what do I want people to know? Well, when, like, this is how they're going to remember you. Like, when, when, you, when they leave this venue, let's just imagine you're on a world stage. They leave this venue, this place, 
and they think of you, what do you want them to, how would you want to be remembered, I guess? Um, hmm. I'd really want, well, that's tough because I'd be performing, right? You could be. Okay, because then I want, hopefully I have some good dance moves to like show the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because um, I'm thinking of talking. I'm thinking of like talking. Okay, I, I don't know. I think it's just important to like be yourself, be who you are and, you know, and love yourself. I think at the end of the day, that's one. Okay, talking about, I didn't mean to, by the way, I'm probably going to get hyped for, I mean, like some bad publicity <laughs> from talking about relationships and whatnot. But I think one thing I also just thought of is what to remember is about the love yourself thing I think is beyond important because if you don't love yourself and you don't see yourself as worthy, then why, why should someone else see that, you know, and never look at someone else for acceptance, like just accept yourself. That's what I was saying. I that. Thank you. Very so, profound, right? That's for that's very profound. Thank you. If, if, I didn't even plan that. If, if, if you don't love yourself, why should you expect anyone else to? Yes. If yeah. you're not good enough for you, why would you be good enough for anyone else? And that's the thing. I think I have been in, you know, relationships because, you know, you want validation and you want, you know, you want to be loved and things like that. But like at the end of the day, yeah, you got to love yourself. Yeah. I love that. Well, I, look, I, I just love who you are. Thank I, you. I really just always like, Whenever I see you, it's, it's just, you just have a, an array of sunshine and happiness. Oh, thank you. And I think the world needs much, much more of that. If we had more heroes, we probably wouldn't have as many people fighting oh. about petty little crap. Like. But, she, but you know what? You And I know you always say that you from like how, you know, smiley and giggly I am. And I am like that for sure. I can be quite a bubble, bubbly person. But um, no, like there are, you know, I've been through things as well. And I think that um, with my music and I think TikTok, I'm hearing my friend Olivia told me that, you know, be vulnerable. And I'm, I struggle with that because I think on Instagram, like you can paint such a picture perfect self, right? You can use those filters. You can do anything you want to make yourself look, you know, happy go lucky. But like, you know, it's not always like that. And I think that that's super important to like, just remember. And like, I think that just even talking today probably was more a more vulnerable conversation than I've normally would have. So I think that that's important too, is just to, and that's being yourself. What yeah. I was talking about is something yeah. I got to listen to myself with. Yeah. Well, I think you're really good also at taking the bad things in life and seeing the best in them. I try. I, I think you see the best in everyone. And that's I do see the best in people. That's for sure. You. Yeah. That's what makes you who you are. Thank and, you. And you're really just a fun person to be around all the Thank time. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing this show. So when people, if they want to find you, follow you, how do they follow you? Instagram, TikTok? Yeah. So I keep everything pretty consistent with Kirlin Music. So, okay. you know, K-I-R-A-L-Y-N-N and music and website, kirlin.ca. Um, I actually need to still update my website. My photographer is Sarah Kiesling. She's awesome. And she helps me with all that kind of stuff, my website and everything. Um, but yeah, Kirlin Music, I- I'm mainly on Instagram and now TikTok really, but I'm trying to post on Twitter and, you know, doing the best. I mean, I swear social media is like a full-time job and I'm not the best at it. That's another thing. 
Okay, one little thing is I'm such an in-person person. Like I was really excited about today because I love that it is face-to-face. Like we're not behind a screen. I think it's very hard to be yourself behind a screen. Like for me, I, I think, and that's where I lack the vulnerable side and like the real side of me because I'm, you know, I want to show this, you know, you know, girl that's got it together. So like, I think that that's something that I struggle with, but I want to work on. And, um, and Facebook, I, I use Facebook still. Um, but my last name is Haladin and H L A D U N it's Ukrainian and it's like hard to pronounce, but I still go by that with some things too, Kira Haladin. And, um, I'm also going to be recording my next song, love you no more. I'm recording that next, uh, or Monday and with wow. Lee Turner is going to produce that as well. And, uh, Ren Anderson is going to call produce and he wrote it with me as well and they and they produced uh colorado as well so it's going to be a definitely more on the countryside and i'm super excited about this song too which i've never had a follow-up song so i'm like i'm ready to go this is good you just keep putting it out there and yes people can keep listening and yeah keep and my mom just helped me today and we submitted everything to canadian radio as well so hopefully radio um, plays it and eventually hopefully they play it in the u.s too <laughs> yeah we gotta just promote this show yes it's all you need to do, yes. Yeah. Uh, to touch on what you said, I think it's it's actually been, uh, I have found that people, not just you, but people, when, if I do a Zoom call, I try not to do Zoom calls with this show as much as I possibly oh, yeah, Sometimes yeah. there's people across the country. Across the country, yeah. But people have a much harder time opening up. Yes. I can, I can barely get people to, to get vulnerable yes. through the screen, but whenever I'm sitting in front of them like this, or when we're in the same room, I found people open up a lot easier. So well, it must be a humanity thing. And, and even like with music, you know, like I'll go out with my close friends like you. You've seen me reach over and probably eat your burger at, at what uh, was that picture? I literally the phone, the, the screen. When you oh call me, it comes for all you listeners. When, when Kira calls me, there's a picture that comes up on my phone with me holding a burger and Kira is leaning over the kitchen table taking a bite out of my burger. <laughs> I was this hungry. Is people. She's not <laughs> shy. She will, if she's hungry, she will eat your fries. Oh. <laughs> Only if you let me. No, but I'm just saying that, like, you, like, close friends see the real me, right? Like, they know the real me. And that's where I'm getting at with my music. Like, I want to be able to be that person, too. And sometimes I, you know, struggle with that. And you want to put on a, you know, a smile and all that. And I am, like, that bubbly, right? But it's just hard when I, I get in front of, sometimes with music, like, even performing like the other night I let go at, at whiskey row I think that went great and like I really tried to be myself but it's hard to not get in your head you know and um I think that just uh, that sometimes that bubbly person doesn't always portray on stage right because I'm I'm worried about you know I want to be perfect I want this to work out all this but then sometimes when we're just hanging out like I'm just myself and, but that's okay every, yeah every part of that is what makes you yeah yeah that's true yeah and, and as you grow older and you have more experiences and then I feel I get more vulnerable with age because you, more things happen to yes. you before you or whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so then you realize, like, life's really not as serious as we all take it. No. It's just, we're, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, we like really COVID are. COVID life is yeah. like COVID in the sense of we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. We have no idea what we're doing. Exactly. And so. But that's the beauty of life, too. Exactly. Because how boring would it be if we knew what every day was going to be? Yes, exactly. Uh, for me, I think that would be absolutely 
nightmare. Well, I used to be like that. I used to be like, what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, the next day? My mom's like, be in the now. Be in the now. <laughs> like, okay. So that's what I'm really working on. All right. Well, we are on time. And apparently Kira is too because her phone's starting to ring. So thanks for being here. Thank this you, Ephraim, so, so much fun. for having me. This is fun. I was looking forward to this. Yeah. We've been trying to make this happen for a long time. So. Yes. Next time we're going to Jeffrey Wee's after. thanks again for tuning in to the ultimate shift look i know life is crazy life gets busy and we all kind of have an idea where we want to go and where we want to end up but there's so many things that come up in between and my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.